So they put in a, another Dollar General as if, you know, we didn't have enough. Well, I mean, there wasn't enough places to rob. <laughs> I will say, how does there any place in the that in the Tuscaloosa area that doesn't have internet at this point is mind boggling. I mean, I don't know because this road has been here for twenty years. Damn. What's the speed limit on sixty nine nowadays? Uh, one hundred and five, I think. <laughs> Whatever the Z seventy one cuts out at, right? Yeah, how fast do cars go? That is funny. That is funny. Um, so, B-Med, uh, I know you're a big uh, music fan, and Petty has mm-hmm. awoken the audience of My Mom Thinks You're Dumb several times with his beautiful, su- super superfluous voice. He has he has the voice of uh, angels. I don't know what Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley referred to it as, but Fergie. Kissing an angel? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Fergie and Jesus. Yeah, Fergie and Jesus. Um, I've got some music questions that I, I wanted to put forth, forth on this pod to, uh, you know, really answer the questions that this audience has put forth. They're from classic music songs that uh, I think you'll be familiar with. And I want answers to these questions, Okay. Are you good with that? Apparently, I hurt people's feelings, though, Matters. Know this going in by saying Willie Nelson can't sing. Yeah, that was not um, popular with uh, this audience. Someone's someone's justification was like, have you ever heard Seven Spanish Angels? I'm like, yeah, there's a guy that can sing greatly named Ray Charles and then Willie Nelson, who sounds like me. Which I love Willie. I don't mean he can sing good. But anyway, go go with yeah. your questions, Bo. Really hurt people. Um, hurt, hurt some feelings. Question number one, um, what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Do what huh? What's the frequency, Kenneth? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's a famous R.E.M. song. They're asking, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Pass. Petty? Pass on that one. Petty, any answers? What? What's the frequency? Yeah. At least 10. A 10. I'm sorry? At least 10. A 10. A fucking 10. Uh, Billy Bob said well, 10. Brandon can't hear that I just played the song. What's the frequency? You know that song, don't you, Matters? 
No, he couldn't hear that song. Um, I'm playing it through my iPhone, which I'm also talking to him on. Oh, yeah, he can't hear that. That may be why I can't hear that. Yeah, hey, Matters, but, you, you know the song, though. What's the frequency? No. It's an R.E.M. song. Oh, You're not- yeah, I've never been a fan of R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God. Raw. You just want raw, Bo? You, you called raw. Yeah. I called I called the raw dogs. Um, yeah, I'm I'm completely good with like that's what we need to do. Like bands that other people f- like flog over, and that me and Metters may hurt people's feelings by saying, "Yeah, I wasn't ever really a fan." Of those guys. Flogs over REM. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of people. A lot, a lot of a lot of people. They're, I actually they're all, they're, yeah, they're multimillionaires. Um, they've get, they've got a lot of fans. Matters. Believe it or not, yeah. REM is a very popular band. Um, really? See, I, I, I know one song that they have ever sung. I couldn't say the something about religion, and I honestly thought they were one hit one. <laughs> Losing my religion? I, you've heard yeah. the song "Stand." That song "Stand" at some point. I, I guarantee. I don't know if you have like Apple Music or whatever, but I guarantee you've heard the "What's the Frequency, Kenneth?" You've heard right. "Man in the Moon" too. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure uh, that you've heard a lot of their songs. Okay, Brandon. What's the frequency Kenneth? Yeah. 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 What's the frequency Kenneth? No. What? I can't make anything out. Let me play it on mine. Oh yeah, play it on yours. You've heard it, Matters. You, I, I look, man. I love you, Matters, and I know we're. But I, you, me, I, you know music, and me and you have listened to a shit ton of music, and you look, dude. You, you know who Les Claypool is, and I, nah, you know you've heard this song. I'm not familiar with Les Claypool. Uh, he was in a little band called Promise. No, I've never heard that. What? All right. <laughs> All right. No, All right. I've never heard that song. You've okay. heard "Man in the Moon." Because you've seen, or maybe not. Okay. Same thing. What, there's, I'll there's agree with that. Off. So my second question to that is, uh, is it true that Quint Woods uh, at one point um, heard Louie Linguini on Z102.5 in Tuscaloosa say, uh, turn it up and rip the knob off. And at one point, did in fact turn it up and rip the knob off of a radio that his mother was driving, a car that his mother was driving. Can you confirm or deny that statement? I've heard, I've heard that story told uh, I have, multiple times. I, have I have to. Confirm or deny that. Uh, I would not doubt that. <laughs> I would not doubt that one bit. I would, I would probably be, I would lean toward, uh, he probably did that. Yeah. That's funny. I don't I don't strike Woods is one of those that has outlandish tales but doesn't strike me as a tall teller. No, I mean there's no need to. Woods is weird enough to do the shit he says he does. Yeah. Um all right, question number two. Where's the love? Black Eyed Peas song, uh Metters, I'm sorry you're not gonna be able to hear this for some reason because I'm playing it through my iPhone. Um it's from the Black Eyed Peas in 2003. Where's the love? I don't know if I know that song. Ain't no way Mutters knows this song. 
No way. Oh, yeah, never mind. This is that people, children dying. Maybe. I've heard this. All right, so you're going to you're gonna have to play that for matters because for some reason. Okay, yeah, I've heard that song. I've, I've just looked that up. I've heard that song. I did not know that was Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I, I'm not. Where, me, where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? Hate Nash. Hate Nashberry. There's other things there too. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you are making a California reference, and this spot has never been to California. I'm not sure where the love, love is. It's um, we need love right now, right? Hmm. I think I, I think it, I think most of it's in DC right now. <laughs> all, all of it's in DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where the that's, I think that's where the majority of it <laughs> is at, at the moment. Um, it was in Seattle. <laughs> you know, that was the summer of love, and then it, it, it jumped over to DC. Yeah. I think I think Tuesday there was a lot of love. There, there was, there was. You could see it. You could see it. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of love of out of uh, Pelosi lately. <laughs> like a, about a year. I you just see it. She's sweet lady. Got a lot going for. What was crazy, man? Is I go to a restaurant last night and there's like people sitting at the bar. Of all spectrums, laughing, enjoying life as if, you know, the world doesn't suck too bad and maybe it's not all that crazy. I, I, you just, you got to separate yourself from that stuff to, yep. I'll suck, yeah, I will, I, I, I may not have the internet, but I do have an iPhone and I do have YouTube, so I, I, I find myself uh, watching the love frequently <laughs> and it makes me angry. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch the love anymore. It, uh, li- I like life better when I liked it better in the eighties and nineties when you didn't have it 24 seven in your face. And it may have been crazy and stupid, but it was better not knowing about it. All right. Question number three, meatloaf famously said, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. What was he talking about? And I would do Meatloaf is a famous singer from the mid nineties. Yeah, but the meatloaf in my like, if you know, if I'm the meatloaf, like I'll you know, I I I would do, I'd do it it, anything. But you wouldn't do that. But I wouldn't do that. What is meatloaf saying? I I I bet I can guess matters. All right. Anything involving the feats. You wouldn't give a foot rub? It, no, if a chick says... With Pamela, Pamela, 1994, Pamela Anderson walks into Metter's bedroom and says, lick my toes. He says, get out. 
But hold on. We're just talking about a foot rub with socks on. Um, I've attempted it uh, with Sam's, and it's, it's kind of awful. <laughs> with socks on? She has socks on. It's awful. It's awful. Uh, you know, I'm not, nothing, nothing against you know, Sam's or her feet. I mean, it would, it would be anybody. I don't even like cutting my own toenails. Now, now when my kids were little, you know, when they had little baby feet, little baby I feet, was fine with, I was fine with that. But the, it was yeah, like cute. one day, one day, it was like, don't freaking touch me with those things. <laughs> and all, they have to wear socks in the house. Don't get around me with those. I don't know what it is, but the, no, no, I was thinking probably A to M. I'm sorry? A to M? <laughs> That's what you... <laughs> I'm, see, man, I'm game. Family. Apparently, family it's a family. Show. Apparently, it's a family audience. You will shut up. All the time, it's a family you will, audience. I don't know why you have to say the D word. There you um, go. Um, I won't do feet. I would do anything for love, but I won't do feet. No, I won't do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. All right, question number four. Um, this has been bothering me since 2001. Who, in fact, let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Michael Vick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Vick let the dogs out. God, there's so many. Pe- there's so many people I want to. There's so many people I know I want to hear this now that would be so All right. good. Question number five also deals with dogs. 1956, uh, the number one song was uh, Patty Page How singing. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? I do hope that dog is for sale. How much is that doggy in the window? And I just want to, I just want to get your opinion. How much is that doggy in the window? In 1956, I would probably say about a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what type of dog, it might have been a uh, a Great Dane, it might have been a Cocker Spaniel. No matter how much. Just put any dog in a window. Yeah, it was a half class. I'm saying this is a special dog. This yeah, is, it's this a good dog. I got to get me one of these dogs. Yeah, it's a good dog. That dog's, that dog's a nickel. <laughs> that dog's a nickel. <laughs> a nickel it's might. Not, it's 1956. I I'm not yeah. sure. That might have been a, a week's wage. I'm not sure how much a nickel was <laughs> in 1956. Uh, all right. Question number six. Um, what's your name by Leonard Skinner, 1977? What's your name? 
I'll let Petty take this one. So, in 1956, the average price of a dog was $4.03. Did you Google that? I, I did. Thank you so much for that. I did. $4.03. <laughs> Sorry. I, what, what was the question? What was, yeah. uh, what's your name? My Leonard Skinner. Thing, what's your name, little girl? That's a song for people who were fortunate enough to go to college for long enough to get really drunk and not remember the name of someone. Yeah. And so it's What's an ode. It's an ode to that girl for all of us that has a that girl. And we we sing that song. What's, What's your, your name? name? Little girl. What's your name? Oh yeah, I remember that one. I don't know her name, but I, she's got a face. Yeah. She does have a face. <clears throat> So it's an unanswerable question, like Matters was talking exactly. about pre-show. Exactly. I don't remember your name, but I'm glad that you're here next I don't week. have any of those personally. I remember all the two girls <laughs> I dated. Brandon, can you confirm that is uh you can you can sound check that. You remember all the girls that wanted to uh, dance with you? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll be the only honest one here. And that's enough of that. All right. Uh number seven. Um from nineteen eighty-three. That seems really young because I remember the song. What's love got to do with it? It's Tina Turner. It's a classic. Uh it need to be said. I didn't know that Your answer? That was Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. A second emotion. emotion. I think I nailed it. What's love? Ooh. How on the vocals? I hit the man. What do you think? Um, well, it depends on what it is. <laughs> love got to do with it. Not since. What William Clinton has someone asked for the definition of it <laughs> classically? What? What? Uh, Holy crap! Matters. Yeah, we did, but I'll call him right back. It depends on your definition of it. That's so funny. What is it? I have him saved in my phone as BMed. And I'll agree with that. Matters? Um, I must have lost you. I apologize. Um, now, it, it uh, I, do, I, I apologize because I'm, I'm struggling with, with this um, guy's name, but um, he would probably know what it is. <laughs> um, give, me, give me a second. Oh, what is his name? Oh, um, you're talking about the lead singer from uh, Faith No More. Yes. What is his name, though? I don't know. He's the dude with the boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name, but um, I think it's Jake he, Paul. Jake Paul? Is that what you're talking about? I think it's Mike Patton. Is that really his name? If you that kid, I think, wait, I, I think his name is Mike you. Patton. And he is still singing this song, by the way. What? He's still out singing the song, and he's not doing a very good job of it. 
Faith No More lead singer is Mike Patton. Mike Patton, you're right. Mike, Mike Patton. Yeah, he's you know, still performing that song. Uh, as you, a, I know at least as, as, a, as of a couple of years ago. And it's not good. Um, do you know where he's from, Matters? Uh, he's from California, somewhere in California, I believe. Maybe San Francisco? That is accurate. He is, he is from San Francisco. Wow. Did he ever sing the song prior to a game? Like, or asked to? Well, not while I was there. Uh, he, he may have done it. I don't know if he still is there, but I believe that is where he's from. But I never saw him. No. Now, knowing that, do you consider that a missed opportunity that he didn't sing that before a song, before a game? Uh, pretty- that would have been pretty cool because I remember when I was a kid, I liked that song. Oh yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if anything else they, they sang. Um, that was it. They did that. I don't even think they had an album. I think they like they released an album, and it was like they were like, "Hey, this is a single," and they're like, "No, this is the whole album, just this song." But I, I, I think, and I think I actually did research them and him to find out like if they had any of their songs or if he. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but they said um, no. They reinvented themselves as Eagle Eye Cherry and did Save Tonight. Save Tonight was a great banger. I remember that song. I I I think we're gonna find out one day that all these one hit wonders are just one band that just kept reinventing themselves. I don't know why you're throwing Tina Turner into the uh Oh she's one not one no, she did Thunderdome. You're damn right she did. You know you notice how I said dang? Because so this what? is the family pod. Number eight, uh Culture Club, nineteen eighty eight. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really, Petty, if you would, play, please play Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. Such a banger. I, I know that song. Um, I don't I even have to search for it. It's, it's in my song. library. It's already in your library. Of course it is. It's a banger. Um, in our On our softball team, I, I did, like they're on our, like we have walkout songs and I make up the walkout songs and it's in our playlist. Of course. Uh, Not do so, you really want to hurt me, but do you really million. want to hurt me by Culture Club? And I want to hurt a softball. I'll tell you that much. I do want to hurt a softball. I think I need to retire. I'm broken. No, you you still got plenty of good. My arm doesn't jacks. work anymore. You got a you got a bunch. Got a, <laughs> woo! Starts off with hot. You remember Wedding Singer, right, Matters? That's where I know. That's where I know the song from. I thought that was just some band that made that song up on the movie. No, that was Culture Club, <laughs> the one that did Karma Chameleon, Boy George. Yes, that's where you know that song. Though. Wait, what is the name of that band? Every time that he, every time that he would take a break, no, Culture Club. Culture Club. Oh. Every time he would take a break, that was the only song that that dude could sing. Was yes. This one. That's what was so the name good. of that band? Culture Club. No, what was the name of the band in Wedding Crashers? The Dan Band. The Dan Band. The Dan Band. You dang right. The you Dan know, Band. Clint York went to see them in New York, and Meg well, Ryan was in line to see them. 
Meg Ryan? Yeah, and I said, did you ask her out? And he said, no. I said, why not? He said, because she just said no. I was like, yeah. But yeah, you, and? Then, you got to ask out Meg Ryan. Yeah, it's like uh, being in a member of the improv group uh, that I was a member of. You just say yes and, and you just keep going nonstop. Yes and. <laughs> I mean, she was in Slipless in Seattle. Let's not forget. She was hot. She was in the Joe vs. the Volcano. That was a really good movie. All right, so Petty, do you really want to hurt me? A whole lot less than I don't do. Okay, thank you. Brandon, same question. <laughs> do you really want to hurt me? Right now? It, was there a time when you did? <laughs> yeah, well. Feel, sorry. <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, Brandon, I know. Do you realize that, like, you were the best football, baseball, basketball player in the history of, of Hillcrest? Like, you realize that, right? Like, No, that's not what's going on. Mm. Okay. Well, some could say that football. Okay, some could say that the uh, back of running position. back at Alabama right now. Um, you played the wrong position. Well, you didn't throw the ball, which was your forte. Um, but I remember having to stand in the batter's box for some reason against you when scouts were there, and the ball made sounds and it scared me. Um, question number nine. Question number nine, uh, the famous Tom Jones song, What's New Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys got anything new? Yeah, I do. All right, what? Socialism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the frag- it's the fragrance of the month. Socialism works. Everybody gets uh, a, bowl, a bowl full of uh, soup. I think um, I think while we were going to Alabama, some came and got the alligators out of my backyard. I don't know why you have to say that. I don't know why you have to alligators? say Alligators? No. The- <laughs> this is a family pod. Alabama? Alligators is fine. Alabama is also fine. Why they have to take my gators? Yep. Well, my ga- I haven't seen my gators since we've come back from Alabama in the holidays. They're hibernating. Everybody knows. Even alligators know that. They don't know that, man. It, it'll be like seventy down here tomorrow, even though it's forty today. I got sunburned last week. It's forty. Yeah, it's like forty-eight right now. It's stupid. You might get snow. All right, question number 10. Uh, Brandon, do you play the guitar constantly? I mean, I I just figure you have a a guitar near you at all times. Is that right? That's a good question. Do you still play? I used to. Okay. So have you ever worked with a a talk box? No. Okay. So this question is... It was right to you, number 10. Uh, <laughs> do you feel like we do? It's it's a Peter Frampton song. 
where he used a he employed a talk box and an electric guitar and uh, said do you feel do you feel like like we do Do you feel I like do little, I do know a little bit about this? I, I know, I know that. And also, the question I know a little bit about those types of questions because I, I ask those <laughs> to pay a lot. <laughs> he couldn't answer my questions, and I can't answer Peter's question. Um, I don't know if I feel like he does, but I often don't know how he feels. Often, when you're in conversations with someone, you feel like you know it's copacetic. You feel like they're thinking the same way we're thinking, right? Like that's when the conversations are going good. When yeah. it's when you don't feel like that person's feeling, then you either gotta pretend you do, or just disappoint them and tell them, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's a good answer. It's a really uh, good answer. Okay, it's, it's always weird when you don't feel like they do. Let me let me get to this. Uh, Daniel Petty, um, our our special guest. Well, our guest, you're our special guest, Petty. You'll agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, he told me a story, and I'm not sure how true it is. I I totally one thousand percent believe everything Petty tells me. He told me that something happened when. You were up on a power line, and um, you you looked at you looked at another power line worker, and he said, "Do you have? Do you got this?" And you looked down, and you said, "Yeah, I got this." Were, were you kind of faking it, Petty? You want to chime in here? <laughs> no, uh, I think it was the story. That the one time, and this is so laughable for us, you know, and I don't usually humans. do it with matters. Uh, us humans. Yeah, I'll let you say it. But it was when you were doing the, the line training and it was when you were going up the, I guess y'all, what did you say? It was like 50 and 70 feet and you were a little bit slow with the heights at first. And he says that, that when you got down the foreman or whoever was like, hey, buddy, you got this. And you said, man, that's the first time that anybody's ever asked you that. I was like, that's crazy. That is insane. I'll just go ahead and, and say. Very striking because most of us get asked that a lot sooner in our life. Yeah. And the funny thing, though, was of, is, of course, Matters was like, okay, fat noise, and then climbed up it like, like a monkey. I'm, so, Yeah, I've thought that since I was like seven years old. So is that an accurate? Yeah, well, uh, I, did, I had a little bit of trouble. I didn't realize I was afraid of heights until I started working with a power company. Really? Is that say I and, it, and it's not, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I guess I am. I'm a little bit afraid of heights, but it doesn't bother me on the roller coasters or it never bothered me on an airplane. But it bothered me when I was climbing a pole. I don't know. Kind of weird. But yeah, I had, some, I had some difficulties. And when I figured out that I was either going to have to do it or get 
get a find another job. I just went ahead and did it, and it sucked. But hey, hmm. part of it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know what age you were at, but you do feel like we do, according to thirty-two. Peter. You were thirty-two before you felt like like, like we do. At, well, like I did at probably seven. What, Petty? Would you like to respond? Like, do you feel like you're not superhuman? Yes, I do. First time I realized I wasn't superhuman. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I was a pretty baller on at playground football. I'm not gonna lie, I always had to play with kids above my age. Well, of, I grew up in a that was in Mississippi. That was in Mississippi. And then one day on the playground, I, I, I ran across a kid that I probably shouldn't have pushed that was a couple years older, <laughs> a little more fan, and he literally beat the shit out of me. Um, and that's when I knew that I, I, I probably needed to tame myself to that bit. Penny, we have uh, – I, I know that Brandon will never listen to a, my podcast. Um, uh, I'm not sure you've already listened to quite a few of them. Petty, really? Petty, come on. I think I've... Let's yeah. not... Come on. Brandon, you don't have to listen to my podcast, and you don't have to lie on this podcast, because... I don't have to, but Petty sent them all to us, and yeah. I did. I listened to them. He was telling me which ones were the funniest, and those are the ones I listened to. Those are not the funniest. Obviously, those are not the funniest, of course. But you send me the ones well, that you want me to listen just, to. Just start it. Send, uh, just tell me again how to find them, and, and I will I will re-listen to them. You got to realize I drive around a lot during the day, Ooh, okay? And well, I listen to a lot of stuff. Well, thank and you. And it's usually politics, but well, politics. Uh, I'm not over that. I just I don't want to toot our own horn. Um, all of them are good. Some of them about are about sports, which mainly our podcast is about. Um, I told Petty under false pretenses that this was going to be a hating on Dan Mullen podcast. Um, I like hating that. Yeah, he really started. <laughs> he started a fight between him and Missouri. Um, he totally blamed COVID for his abysmal showing in the bowl game. Anyway. I kind of like him, though, because, man, I, er, earlier it always sounded like, well, you're just an, you know, you're an Ole Miss fan. Petty, you, of course, you don't like him. He's at state. Well, Petty will be the, probably the first to confirm what I'm about to say. <clears throat> and I, I, I'm probably the only professional athlete who has absolutely zero idea about sports. <laughs> I don't know sports. I don't talk sports. Sports Amazing. trivia is not my thing. But I do want to ask a sports question because I do oh, I do wow. more about my football. Okay, but I, I do have a um, and it's probably something that y'all have talked about multiple times. I'm sure <clears throat> the uh, the COVID talk coming from Ohio State. Do you think that's just? Do you think that was just trying to buy time for old boy to have his spine straightened out? Well, oh yeah, that the COVID, the COVID was that that Clemson dude hitting him in the rib cage. I have two. I have two responses. Um, first off, I've never seen a person called for targeting when they hit a person in the hip. Are we okay <laughs> well, with that? 
I mean, yeah, he did put his well, the crown on the just make up rules now in football. Yeah, apparently. No, because I thought it was. I didn't think it was where that person got hit. I thought it was leading with the helmet. Well, it's leading on the helmet on another person's helmet. Was well, was I, my? I've never heard the second part of that rule. I've only heard targeting is leading with the helmet. Well, it was above the shoulder pads, according to my understanding of the rule. Um, leading with the helmet above the shoulder pads was oh, the right. the rule I thought. But you know, uh, you learn new things. That, that may be the, if that is the rule, then that was not targeting because he hit him in the lower kidney. Right, he hit him uh, above the hip. Right above the hip. It, yeah, right, it, in the, right in the kidney. Yeah, which is a classic t- Mike Tyson move. Um, yeah. you, 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 throw the, you throw the body shot, and what that does is it naturally makes the head come down, and then Tyson, would, Tyson, would, throw the, <laughs> Tyson would throw the uppercut. Also, I want to get your opinion because Tyson admitted he smokes yeah. weed right before he fights. God, it's Hold on. Hold on. You are a professional athlete. Sure. Petty and I, you, you always are. Um, uh-huh. P- Petty and I <laughs> have often debated. Oh, oh. Uh, Petty and I have often talked about the most dangerous sports. You have had paychecks that are vastly exceeding ours how much would it take petty i'll i'll answer first but then i want you to go second and then be mad i want you to go third um for me to fight mike tyson to really fight prime mike tyson I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Three million dollars. Three million dollars, and that includes my health not being covered. You know, my my medical bills. I have a doctor on standby, and and I can't just go in and Peter McNeely and and it's, oh, it's, this is this is actually a good question for Metters, and I, I hate to put him on the spot, but he did play professional sports for for right. a moment. Metters kissed money that a lot of us don't. But, I'll never so asking Metters this is actually a good question. So go back he's, to your baseball, go back to your baseball paychecks, Metters, in the ring with Mike Dyson in his prime. No, you're, you're up second. You're up second, Petty. I say, I say, I'm honestly, not I want to know what Metters has to say. This at is first, question. no, you have to answer second. At first, I would have said when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, a million dollars. I would, but honestly, the medical bills alone. I'm thinking, hey, how much is it to drink the rest of your life through a straw? If if he doesn't hit you good, I'm thinking for me and this, I don't know. Hit you good? I don't, man, you get, I don't know if he ducks, and I'm going down. If he, he ducks. Great, Why no, would he I, duck? If I duck and he grazes me, I'm going down. Like it, he doesn't have. No, to I, that's what I just said. That's what I just said. You can't Peter McNeely it. You can't, dude. Rewatch that. McNeely didn't get grazed. He got rocked. 
Peter McNeely walked out of that and said, I'm like, hey, where do I catch this check? Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you've got to get three, three million dollars out. Matters, uh, Dyson in his prime. How much for you? I say three million for me. It's three million worth it. For me, it is. What, what about you? Hold on. Hold on, B-Med. Hold on. Hold on, B-Med. Everybody wants to know what you're going to say. I don't know what Petty said. Hurry up, Petty. I don't yeah, really yeah, care. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it for $3 million and pray that he didn't kill me. God, he would hit you so hard. So freaking hard. Okay, be mad. <laughs> is it worth it? Right this, this, Petty, I swear to God, this is so what I want to know right now. How on the edge of your seat are you right now? <laughs> yeah. You're saying at my age, at 41 years old. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You're, you're prime. You're 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 prime. Pitching, you're pitching you're, prime in in San. My Pacific. prime. You're 25. Yeah. You're 26. You're actually. Well, when, I, when, when I was 26, I I, I I didn't think I thought I was good. You know. You were good. Are you kidding? Well, me? I, I, did, I, I did not know it. Shut up, bro. 30, I was going to be. Climbing pole, so my, no, my number no, would no, probably no. been a lot lower. Hold on, first off, at thirty, you made Albert Pujol shake his head. I don't, I don't want to hear that. You? Well, no, were, no, no, no. That might have been twenty-nine. Right. Oh, yeah, that might have been thirty. Yeah, at thirty, I have video of you making Albert Pujol shake his head at your curveball. It's freaking. Well, I didn't know at thirty-one sick. I was going to be done. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to make a career and. Mm-hmm. Be done. So my number is going to be a lot, a lot lower. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot lower, a lot higher. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. My number that's now right. is a lot lower. You, you realize? No, that's what, Bo. That's what I want to know. Like, that's what I'm asking, Brandon. Like in your prime when you were playing it between Arizona and San Francisco, if someone comes up and says, "Hey, here's a briefcase of three million. You get Tyson at 1989. Tyson, would you take that briefcase and do it? You realize to us, three million is a Powerball. I know. I know. That's why I'm asking, well, that's why I'm asking Brandon. I I'm asking. I'm I would asking, probably had to, I would say probably five in, in my prime. You would have to pay me five to do it because he's going to hurt you. Yeah. Unless you flop and you're saying you can't flop. If you flop, can't, you get no, no money. Flopping, no flopping. Ooh, so you flop, you get zero. You stand there and get punched in the back of the head. How bad do you think? Through the proper head. That's right. Yeah, it had to. It would have to have been five. Hold on. Now I'd probably. I'd probably go smooth meal. <laughs> hold on hold on smooth meal i love it <laughs> a smooth meal does that mean no taxes smooth meal yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have to clear a meal everybody looks at these crazy numbers and says like oh my gosh he made a million dollars um but that's not true because taxes are insane um yeah especially when you live in california oh yeah <laughs> Dude, what, was, what was that? What was that apartment like? Four thousand, like five thousand a month, or something stupid. It was either four or five. I can't remember. And it was five hundred. It was five hundred a month just to park in the parking lot. <laughs> Jesus, they don't. I just remember you telling me that, and then us walking into Crazy Wilson's house, and I was like, "Good lord!" And it was on that Marina <laughs> Drive or whatever, and that dang thing was like three stories, and 
at Idaho. Thank you, Betty. Yeah. Thank you. It had a fountain in the middle of the thing. Didn't it, didn't it have like a fountain in the foyer? Yeah, I, I just remember foyer. thinking, man, I no telling what that dude paid for that. The foyer? Thing. Yeah, the foyer. The very fact that he he corrected himself means he's been about, he's been around opulence. I like, the foyer? Well, yeah, you, know, you, you say opulence, and then you walk in and meet this clown who was like a 12-year-old. In a, oh, I saw him on uh, the Grand Tour. He's insane. insane. He's an oh, insane person. It's, the thing is, Brandon, and Brandon, I mean, I'm not going to stories. He, that wasn't like for sure. He was really crazy. Yeah. yeah he, he, it wasn't, it's not just a TV personality. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's faking it. Like he, no, he he's, he's not. He comes through. All right, question number uh, <laughs> final five questions. Uh, number eleven. What's my age again? Blink one eighty two. What's my age again? How do you feel? How old do you feel? Ooh. Don't worry about the number. That you actually are. What's my age again? Ask, how old are you feeling? About 35. All right. I also, I, I want to go back to you fighting Mike Tyson at 29. You could get some shots in on him, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not going to land it. Yeah, but you you would throw some, right? I, I would not throw any. I would. I swear. Look, I, I love I love Brandon, and yes, Brandon did make it to levels of athleticism we've never seen. Bo, he's not like I don't think he gets a punch in. I don't. Petty think, I don't think any of us. No. I don't. Stop it. Hold on. Hold on, Brandon. Hold none on. of us get a punch in on Petty on this pod. You have constantly said all men are crea- created equal. All men are created equal. <laughs> Yeah, and you have point. you have often said, then Brandon Metters walked next yeah. to me. Yeah, we were, and then I met Metters. Yeah, pissed me off. Look, look. Brandon look, would land. Here. Brandon would land a shot on Mike no, Tyson. No it wouldn't chance. hurt him. No. It wouldn't hurt him. I love I'm Brandon. No, he wouldn't. I can honestly tell you, if I landed a clean shot on Mike Tyson, it would hurt him. Back in my day. I'm sorry, yeah, what? It, yeah. What do you think? What, what? If I landed a clean shot yeah. Yeah. on Mike Tyson, it my it would hurt it. Are you insane? No. He no. Petty. No, I agree with stop that. It. Petty, stop. Dude, you're talking you're about saying, the thing. Wait a minute. I'm not, I'm, I, I've never been. Hang on. Let me take all right. Now you're talking about a dude that's pretty lame. He just dropped. He just dropped off again. Of course, there's no way that Tyson Brandon would do. hurt. You're insane. Are you? No, you're insane. Brandon got a clean. All he's got into it shot on Tyson's cheek. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If he's got an all into it shot, if he's got a like, I'm gonna rear back and really throw a shot, yeah, then Mike Tyson would feel it. Otherwise, Mike Tyson would not feel it at all. No, you just said clean shot. If Tyson lands a clean a shot, clean yeah, that's shot. Yeah, and his crown dude, he was a okay. baseball player. You're talking about right. Yeah, I'm not. Brandon's got, I know Brandon's I'm not got talking to a normal old, person. I know old, that I'm not. Rocky Knuckles, long arm, 
Yeah, he'd, he'd feel it. Hold on. Yeah, I'm not saying it would knock him out. I'm just saying he would know I was there. He would he look, like it. He would right. like it. I would agree. I would agree. Now, he, if he hit me with a clean string, right? <laughs> All right, what he's going to do is a left hook to your kidney. And then that right hook uppercut. That huge man thud right uppercut. Yeah, more than likely. Well, see, he didn't usually throw that right at the beginning. Hold on, I'm not... It's going to be the first two, the first two punches thrown, and I'm down. <laughs> He didn't. I don't know if he ever threw the uppercut in his first two punches. No, definitely wouldn't be a jab because I don't know if Mike Tyson ever jabbed anybody. Oh, well, there's no reason for having a jab if you're Mike Tyson. Um, but yeah, the uppercut would have killed me. But I'm thinking he would probably hit me with a, like you said, a, a, a left to the midsection, yeah. and then probably a right hook. The right and uppercut. Probably. It would probably hit the right hook would probably hit me in the ear because I would buckle on the kidney shot. Yeah. Yeah. And a ball, and then I would get hit in the ear. I would be deaf. I would I would be deaf in my left ear for life. Possibly, yeah, possibly blind in my left eye. <laughs> and five thousand dollars, Richard. You're ma- you're making you're fighting him for five grand. Five mil. What did I say? You said five grand, but five 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 mil. mil, I mean, yes. All right. I don't disagree that if you were able to actually tee off on him, yes, of course he would feel it. Your your punches, your punches are notoriously strong. I mean, I'm just saying any any pitch, any pitcher that can throw ninety five miles an hour is creating. An uh, enormous amount of torque, arm speed. How how fa- and torque? How fast? How fast is the fastest pitch you ever threw? Well, in the in the major leagues, probably ninety five, ninety six. Um, I don't know. The radar gun might have been off. It had me throwing ninety seven one time. I don't believe that. What about in the minors? What about at Mississippi but State? That- Mississippi State was 95 or 96. And that was against Ole Miss. And that was only because I was pissed. What do you mean? Because, well, I was a midweek starter. And uh, I, uh, my, my, my goal was to be a SEC weekend starter. And uh, <clears throat> my first year, man, I was, I was awful. I was awful. Second year I came in, and I was, I was pitching good, and um, I was a midweek starter, and then our closer started crapping the bed. He got a little overweight. Adam Larson, he, he got a little bit, and um, he just couldn't do it no more, so I moved into the closer role, but we also had a start pitcher that got busted for dope, so I was going to be the uh, SEC starter. Um, and he stopped talking. And um, we were playing Ole Miss, and I think we were split one to one. And in the last game of the series, we were we were up by three or four, and um, 
they had a couple of runners on, threatened to score. And I was told that if it was a safe situation, that I would be closing that game, which would mean I would not start the next game. So, so it wasn't split one to one. It was, it was the second game. I was supposed to start the day after, but anyway, I was told I had to close and I wasn't going to be starting that day. And I was really pissed off about that. And it just so happened a scout for the Arizona Diamondbacks was there that night. And I think I was consistent night four ninety five the whole night. That wasn't the whole inning. So I think that actually was a good thing. Mike Bianco. Know, time, it seemed like the worst thing that could possibly happen. The coach at Ole Miss was actually – I actually remember reading the quote because I'm, a, you know, a crackhead Ole Miss fan. And hey. Mike, Mike hey. Bianco said the next day that it was the most dominant performance that that from a reliever that Ole Miss faced all year. Do you realize oh, – yeah. Stop interrupting Brandon being real. Okay. So you, wanted to be, you wanted to be a starter. I never Funny knew that. story about that is <clears throat> Shane Bazell was the pitcher that shut us out the year before for New Hope. When New Hope came to Hillcrest and shut us out. I had no idea about that because I didn't know <clears throat> And um, I played with against Shane Bazell throughout my minor league um, career. And then was that the apparently guy? he was, was, he was supposed to start like, doing out. Was that the guy? Like you were like, no, he was a cool guy. Um, yeah, okay. But um, he played for the athletics, and he was supposed to start, but he decided he was going to go home and not tell anybody. He quit the day he was supposed to start. Didn't tell anybody, which I thought was pretty awesome. He was done. He was done with it. Didn't tell a soul. Packed his crap up. <laughs> hit 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 I ten. And came on back to Mississippi, didn't tell a soul. I thought that's pretty, pretty, that's a pretty cool way to go out. But, uh, anyway, it turns out one of my good friends, um, his wife went to school with Shane Bazell. So it's just, it's crazy. Small world. Shane Bazell? Petty? Petty, what? No, I ain't saying nothing, Bo. Don't want to add no color. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not adding. I don't know who Shane Bissell is or any of these Mississippi people. Well, Shane Bissell is the, the pitcher from New Hope that shut us out. Yeah. In 97. Beat us like 17 to – man, beat us but beat us pretty bad that year. Yeah, they were, they were really good. And we went, we went over there and there was, it was raining – and uh, by, by the year, our junior year, they came over and, and kind of kicked the shit out of us. Their yeah. third baseman went to Ole Miss. They had like eight guys that were going to Ole Miss and State. Yeah, that's what that's what I just said. They they were really good. They came over and beat us our junior year, and we went over there our senior year, and it was raining, and they were hitting piss rods in the the uh, whatever the. Well, that's who he's talking about. The junior year, though. Is who we so, made the so, did you have any animosity going over there? Their senior, our senior year. Yeah, they embarrassed oh. us. That 
that was like, I remember at the beginning of the year, I don't know, it was like an, an article in the Tuscaloosa paper. They interviewed me and somebody else, and they were, I don't, I don't know how I got all set up. You know, it's weird back in high school that they would do that. But I, or maybe it was after the game. I don't know, I still have the article either way. But um, What were they ranked in America? I don't have any idea. I just remember telling the reporter that that was the game that I look forward to all year because they beat us so bad. And I, they had a good team. Don't get me wrong. They had a real good team. Really good. The only reason we got beat that bad is because of Shane Bazell. He was, what, 94, 95, and yeah. threw a one-hitter. He was throwing gas. He was throwing gas. Yeah, he threw a one-hitter against us. Yeah, it was nasty. He, he made us look foolish. But I don't remember. I thought they beat us nine to nothing. Uh, it was something like that because Brandon, believe it or not, that was one of the games I started in center field because you were pitching, and I, I just remember it being. I just no, I didn't hit the first game of the, in '97. I played in center field in the one we put the the one we took a beating at home to. Him. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did pitch. I know I got the only hit. But just you. But remember, matters you played against them four times. So it's it'd be you may be thinking not. Don't forget you played ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. We we you played them at home at ninety five and ninety seven. God, I hate. Yeah. I remember. I don't. That. I don't remember playing them. I think you played since eighth grade. No, Brandon started in ninth. Because I remember the funny thing was I walked, me and Metters walked up. You may not remember this, Brandon, but me and Brandon walked up together to look at the who made it list. And Brandon's name, uh, I don't know if it was on there or it wasn't on there, but I guess Coach uh, Nix was waiting on Brandon to show it. Like I looked and. I didn't see it. I had to read it three times before I saw my name. And and Nick's walked out and said, "Uh, Metters, uh, it's it's a, it's a little mistake. Uh, you're you're actually supposed to be on the varsity." I'm like, okay. yeah, I don't remember that. I do. I do remember. Wow. That. New at the school, so those were my first my first memories. Were all kind of you know every I was kind of soaking a lot of yeah. shit in. That was those ingrained on you, uh, Brandon. Do you remember uh, telling me in November of your tenth grade year? Because I signed up for baseball because I'd play JV at the biggest school in the state. Um, and so I signed up for baseball. And uh, you came up to me um, after like three days of baseball um, in 10th grade, in November of, of 10th grade when I had just moved there. And I didn't know, I knew one person, I knew Jeremy Chapman. And uh, I had baseball training, athletic training or whatever. And, uh, you came up to me and you said, uh, I get, I guess you got, I guess you got to get the F out of here. You, you didn't say F, but you said, you said the word. And, uh, Alvarez came up to me and was like, you haven't made the baseball team. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, I, I played baseball at central. So like, why can't I do athletic training? And and you you informed me. Alvarez was like, you got to get out of here. And you came up to me, and I didn't know you, but you were Zangief of Street Fighter in tenth grade. 
And you came up to me and you said, like, which one is he? The Russian. You know who he is. Stop it. You know who no, you know who Zangief is. is. You know who Zangief is. Is he the Indian guy with the stretchy legs? Are you kidding me? That's obvious. Right here. I'm Zangief. I'm bad guy. Hi, Zangief. Hi, Zangief. When I hit bottom, I was crushing men's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. <laughs> Zangief is the guy that wears really tight red pants, really tight red like speedos. And has a big hairy chest and a V shape, and has huge muscles. With your no, the one that sits on, it does the uh, power driver. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, look at your forearms. I'm like 170 pounds. Yeah, look at your forearms. Look at your forearms, and tell me you don't have veins. Yeah, yeah. Tell me you don't. You could be Ryu or Ken or any. Anyway, uh, you said like, and now that I know who Zangief is, Zangief is, but um, yeah, what, we're, what, what we did were, I say to you? You were doing box jumps, right and I didn't know you. Also, uh, what what did you say? So Brandon was more of a Mortal Kombat guy. He would have gotten that reference. Yeah. Well, yeah. I came to Stupid Hillcrest, which yeah. sucked. You, you want to know how bad it sucked? You drove a motorcycle. What? Didn't you drive a motorcycle your first day? Me? Yeah. But <laughs> you know how much clout that got me? Jack. Jack. Because I sat, I sat at a uh, lunch <laughs> table with this guy that just said, like, I guess you got to get the F out of here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're obviously the alpha stud. And um, York, York who should be on this podcast came up to me and was like, Hey man, sit with us at lunch. And I came over and, uh, Brandon and, uh, Brandon was sitting at our table, fortunately. And I got to sit down and at the lunch table, didn't know anybody. York was nice enough to invite me. And, uh, Charlie, Far Charlie Farley came over and was like, I seen y'all shooting over the dude. <laughs> I was you know, down in the parking lot, and I was like, dude! And I was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, what language are these people talking? And it was Brandon and Charlie Farley. And I went home, and I was like, Mom, I don't know if I belong at this weird collection of people. I swear. I the only reason York invited me over is because Chapman was his friend. And so I sat down and Brandon was Zangief, of course, like the alpha male. And uh, speaking full blown Baumhauer from a King in the Hill. Yeah, it was like Cantonese mixed with Duncanvilleese. <laughs> and I remember wanting to tell, I wanting to tell, I, I wanted to tell Brandon, I was like, Hey, I was the stud on Tuscaloosa uh, All-Stars that would hit home runs and was a really good pitcher until I played TDM, which they had this tall, skinny white guy and tall, skinny black dude that uh, threw gas and we couldn't beat them. But I never got the chance to actually tell him like, hey, man, I actually know you. 
we played Little League Baseball together uh, against each other because they were so dominant and freaking Zangief. So when, when, when were you accepted? When did I accept you? <laughs> I'm still waiting for acceptance. Oh, come on. Now. What, what are you talking about? Like... <laughs> I never got better. I was, I was at, steals both my Xbox controllers and my DirecTV <laughs> remotes and lives to tell about it unless they're accepted by Okay, well, I I really don't know. Uh, I guess because I knew Sims from church. That's the only reason you didn't break my face. Like, I know I've been hard to explain Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. I know Bobby McGraw. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, really, I never felt accepted or, or able to talk to you because, what? I mean, I guess as you, you know, you get older and you just stop giving a crap, but like, I really, I don't know. I didn't know this. I, I didn't know, know this either. I know this is, this is, uh, I went to the priest and talked to him at confessional. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good. This is good stuff. I didn't know this. That's I was really good at 14, but I never got any better because I was already like 6'4 and 200 pounds, and I never got any better. But at 14, I was really good. Me and Brett Wilkins, uh, whose dad owned Taco Casa, um, were really good at like 13 and 14, and we went up against the freaking Redmonds and Brandon Metters. In Little League, and uh, well, yeah. we had a good team. Yeah, you did. Joey Gray, Joey Gray's house will, uh, will will show you how good your team was. Oh, did they um, have a shrine to it? Joey Gray's Joey Gray's has every single press clipping in history of the TVM All Stars. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patty. I'm sorry, Brandon. That was that was a little confessional between me and uh, Patty. That's funny. no seriously. They have a huge book of how great TDM All Stars were because okay. apparently the Tuscaloosa News dedicated a whole section to uh, uh, to TDM. I wouldn't be a to, bit surprised if I didn't have every one of those down at my mom's house and in one of those photo albums. It's so ridiculous, Taylorville. Should be its own all-star team. Duncanville was the all-star team. And Moundville, you know, they added a Josh Bridges or whatever. I don't know what they added. They but added uh, they added Booger. Who? Booger. Who is Booger? Ryan Jacobs. Yeah. I don't know who Ryan Jacobs is. I'm trying to remember though the instance. I don't. I don't know. Like I'm. There's. I just remember us being tight at some point. It may be Randy Blakeney that told me to get the f out of here. I really. I don't feel like that would have been me. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of feel like it might have been Randy Blakeney. It sounds but more like Farley. The, the no, yeah. no, no, yeah, Randy. Farley. No, he wouldn't have been in that class. It was like varsity baseball training. <laughs> and I went in there and it was like, hey, you guys like to jump on boxes? Let's do that for the next hour and a half. 
<laughs> and, and I did it and then got done with the class and it was like, hey, you haven't made baseball. Get the F out of here. And probably David Nix. Um, and then somebody came up to me. How is, I'm sorry, Brandon. It might not I have been. See, I don't see Brandon doing that. I really don't either. I really don't either. But it sucks that you have had those feelings about me this whole time, and I didn't yeah. even do it. Come on, it's only been like twenty-five years. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> yeah, bygones be bygones, brother. I mean, I love Don, and uh, I love Farley, but that sounds so much more like Farley. No, Farley wouldn't have been in varsity baseball training. Why not? Because he wasn't on varsity baseball. Tenth grade, tenth grade fall. I remember being really pissed off and saying oh, like, no Brandon, "No, Brandon, yeah, Brandon was the only one." Oh yeah, Brandon. Wait, hold on. Then, then. no, I got a one day uh, tryout for ba- basketball. It's probably like Jeff Hinton. Do you remember that? I got a one day basketball tryout. That sounds more like Jeff Hinton. Um, it went really uh, crappy. Thanks for asking. Um. I got a one-day tryout from uh, Austin Elliott. What was his name? Was it Austin Elliott? Brock Elliott. Brock. Hey, man, I've reconnected with Brock. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's doing good now. He's he's working back in Tuscaloosa. He's been clean and sober for like a year or more, and he's reconnected like him and his son, takes pictures with him all the time. Really positive. That's fantastic. Yeah, hope, it seems like he's trying to do good in life. Sorry. So, hey, um, that is positive. Um, who was the JV basketball coach? Yeah, it was that's Coach Austin. Coach Al, his last name was Austin. Yeah, he was the one we we screw with real bad out in this. Okay, morning. I'm sorry. I, I had a, I had only a one day tryout with him, um, and he said, uh, "You go, you go guard that." Ginormously tall African American guy named BJ, and uh, I was like, "I I don't play center. I play, I play guard." And he was like, "Yeah, you go guard him." And BJ <laughs> BJ dunked on me a couple times, and um, I really didn't know anything about the low post because I was from the biggest school in the state, and um, I didn't make the team. So, uh, it was a really great w- first week at uh, Hillcrest being uh, cussed out by Brandon Metters and uh, told that you weren't worth a crap because you couldn't play low post in basketball. You're like, hey, I'm a white, and I came from a school where they got athletes that are, that are real big. Yeah, like, yeah, we have six, nine dudes playing low post. What are you, what are you stupid idiots talking about? Just because I'm kind of tall doesn't mean I can get dunked on by BJ. Which I came to love BJ and and all the other people like Brandon and, and, you know, all the other people that hated on me. So when did this whole Brandon Matters start being nice to you? I want to know. It was yesterday, actually. (laughs) Yesterday. Get on this podcast. Wait, it actually at midnight. So it was actually today. It was actually today that uh no, I love Brandon. I love Hillcrest. I love 
you both for being on this podcast. It's so late. I always Let's, remember uh, you being lovable, Bo. I don't remember that, man. I tried to share love with the world, but, uh, you know, I think I really don't think it was Brandon. And this is like 25 years of catharsis. But I, I honestly thought until today that it was Brandon was like, yeah, you didn't make the baseball team. Get the F out of here. I really, I really feel like that was Brandon. But it doesn't it, sound like me. It, it no, really like Brandon, Brandon, and believe it or not, the first two people at Hillcrest that were nice to me, and kind of was one was Brad Thompson, and two was Brandon Metters. Well, and, then I agree. And you and I have shared about this before. It is, it's really sucks going to a new school um, when you're in a high school. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Blows. Really does. All right. Both of you. Love you both. So glad for you coming on this pod. Uh Brandon, listen to all the podcast. Uh the one about uh women's suffrage is truly funny. <laughs> and all the ones with uh Eddie were really funny. What? You all agree? The women's suffrage one? Women's suffrage is good. I wish you would have kept going with it. I, I think it was hilarious. Yeah, I got to work. It is, it's, it's not a very long one. It, if you don't know what women's suffrage is, you're not really going to learn it from this podcast. No, you're not. It's a podcast with a guy that does know a lot about women's suffrage that he works with. And Bo's take on it was apparently inaccurate. And this offended the guy greatly. And man, Bo really had a chance to... to I mean, Jimmy's were getting rustled quickly. <laughs> we'll have to do it again and clean it up that way we got more put on here yeah once you get back internet brother we're, we're we'll definitely uh all three get back on here again dead serious though man we want to do this this is like this is what we do when we do these things man it's kind of fun and having you on here shed a love man kicking up telling some of these old stories good stuff well, ten four. Send me uh, send me a link to all that stuff again, and let me know when when it's up. I want to I want to hear this one too. All right, brother. <laughs> all right, bro. This is awesome. All right, bye. Listen, boy, I don't wanna see you let a good thing slip away. You know I don't like watching anybody make the same mistakes I made. She's a real nice girl and she's always there for you But a nice girl wouldn't tell you what you should do Oh, listen, boy, I'm sure that you think you got it all under control You don't want somebody telling you the way to stay in someone's soul You're a big boy now and you'll never let her go But that's just the kind of thing she ought to know She means
Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for warming them up for me. <laughs> <laughs>